Yo, peace and love, family. It's the Hood Psychologist. I'm back at it again with the legendary Nia Queen, and this is the What's Good With You podcast. What's good with you? What's up, man? <laughs> so we have a special guest. Um, special, special. A marriage and family guest. therapist, okay? Um, Susan Guerrero. Okay, okay, Susan, I got it right, yes, okay, Susan, tell yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Great, great, what's up everybody, my name is Susan Guerrero, as Nia just so beautifully pronounced. <laughs> I'm an associate marriage and family therapist, and I currently work at Pain Psychology Center, and I see individuals who experience chronic pain, on top of that, just helping them navigate through mental health difficulties, such as anxiety, depression, other things that might come up. All of it is tailored to how that manifests in the body and how they can unlearn their pain. Mm. Okay. <laughs> and uh, where did you go to school? Just okay. <laughs> no, you will see alumni in the building. Fight on. Okay. Masters and say that. Say that. Say that. Say that. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Susan is. We went to high school together, yeah. right? This is my dog. Like, I ain't going to lie to you. Like, it's some people that I just be rooting for. Like, I know mm-hmm. they're going to make it in life. I know they're going to be successful. And Susan is always that person. Like, anytime I see a picture of you on Instagram, I'm like, Susan got this. Wow. Like, I already know she's going to rock it. Like, she, whatever she's doing in her life, she's going to do it to the fullest extent. So, kudos to you. That warms my heart. Thank you, <laughs> For real. As much love and all the success, man. I love Appreciate to see it. it. Yeah. Too, fam. I'm proud of you because I remember talking to you in your last year. Um, at USC and we're talking about like therapy and everything we were like at, at a birthday party talking about uh-huh. therapy like just <laughs> all to the corner so I definitely always wanted to you know keep you in mind for this show because I'm like oh yeah Susan Susan she she's a good speaker mm-hmm. <laughs> so yep. yeah I'm happy to have you here I'm happy to have you here Thank how you was your guys's week this week <laughs> it was hey, not gonna lie it was pretty lit it was pretty The late. week or the weekend? Which one are you going to talk about? Let's well, talk about whatever, whatever. What, what was the highlight? What was the highlight? I, I, had, a, I had a good productive week, but, um, you know, it, it, my girl had a birthday dinner this weekend. That's so awesome. okay. kind of spent the bag, had to spend the bag on all that. Yeah. Went to Maestro's. Now, you know what? We, we went to Maestro's. You know, it's high scale and all that. You right. know what I'm saying? They came out with the check. It was like $1,000. But I looked up like, hold on, wait a minute. Who, what y'all order, right? And so I looked and they put the, you know, they put the gratitude into the. Oh, valley. yeah, the gratuity, yeah. The, the gratuity, the gratuity, yeah. yeah. I ain't really know that they do that, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So I was like, hold on, $200 tip. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, that's what, <laughs> that's why we way up there. I'm like, nah, bro, you get like 60 bucks from me, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's. They, yeah, they added in like. Those, I don't really like that, though. I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't like, I don't like that. Like, I think I should be able to decide how much of a tip. Well, if you got a thousand dollar bill, then a two hundred dollar tip that's, that's appropriate. Like, <laughs> I just gotta step my game up. I gotta that's step my game up. That's it's all right. You only gotta do it once a year. I mean, actually, Valentine's Day coming up. So, nah, we ain't oh, doing that again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Susan? Man, well, I had work, and the weekend was pretty lit, but it was chill. I have two little guinea pigs. Gonna oh, drop okay. oh. I love my guinea pigs, y'all. So I have fun with them. Cleaning up the house, just making my space clean, get that solitude in there, mm-hmm. mindfulness or whatever. Yeah. So it was a nice balance. You know, I turned up, chilled. My husband was on his own little thing. He'd mm-hmm. be on the game, click clacking away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was nice. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. So we're going to get into our first segment, Hate to See It. And this happened, I want to say, last month. But um, since we haven't been here in a month, um, I wanted to talk about it because it relates to mental health and we're all in the mental health field and we're all black. So. Wait, really? (laughs) I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Um, So the APA apologizes for its support of structural racism in psychiatry. And um, if. For you, for you guys that don't know, um, APA is American Psychiatric Association. Um, so as people in the mental health field, people of color in the mental health field, how do you guys feel about that apology? Do you feel like it's sincere? What do you think? I think um, a lot of times these these structures, they've been in place for so long. Like an apology is okay, but what's the action behind it? Like what are we going to do? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like um, San Bernardino County, they uh, 
they declared racism a public health crisis, right? Mm-hmm. But it was like, what's the action? Like, that was a couple months ago. You know, mm-hmm. where we at? We ain't really seen nothing come out of y'all just making that statement. So mm-hmm. a lot of times these, you know, big name structures, they try to just soften us up. Like, hey, yeah. we're, we saying we sorry, but like, nah, we need action at this point, bro. Right. You know, I really agree with you, Tawan. I think a lot of it has been performative. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to see what action is going to be put behind it mm-hmm. and, like, what the actual protocols will look like mm-hmm. to ensure that people of color are heard. Mm-hmm. And then even mm-hmm. when they're teaching that the professors are doing their own work to work through any biases that might leak out if they haven't have done that, you know, racial justice work or even yeah. uh, breaking down their white identities right. or people of color identities that fall in proximity to whiteness but aren't mm-hmm. black. Right. Anti-blackness shows up everywhere. Oh, right. for real. So I'm trying to see what the real action is going to look like, like Tawan was saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely it. It may. It was very interesting to read their apology because just working with children, I see black children get misdiagnosed a lot mm-hmm. with like ODD Crazy. or conduct disorder. Crazy. Um, you know, when it's really trauma. Mm-hmm. When it's really a trauma response, it's Say not. That. It's not a conduct disorder. But they're so quick to slap on a label yes. for the little black boys or the little black mm-hmm. girls, mm-hmm. and um, you know, label them problematic yep. or difficult mm-hmm. children. Yep. And it's like, okay, but are you guys assessing the trauma that's behind this? Mm-hmm. Y'all, mm-hmm. y'all not even paying attention to that. Y'all just throwing them away, saying, oh, oh no, they got ODD. They, they need they need an IEP need like okay no they yeah. need a therapist that's gonna help them work through the trauma mm-hmm. don't just label them with ODD so I've seen that so much like in the field that I'm in because I work with children like mm-hmm. it's just disheartening because a lot of these children just need like somebody to listen to them right. yeah somebody be patient with them like, right do, do, you, do you take the time to actually just sit there and uh, you like you said and talk really with assess them, not talk, them. yeah right. like are you in this with this child? Or are you right. just like, all right, let me just sign this. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh, I've seen this before. All right. right. Oh, this is you're just like the, all the other black kids that come in here. Okay. Treated like a number. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and I remember being the only black kid in my kindergarten class. And I felt like I was singled out. Like, I felt like I was picked on. I was just an energetic kid. But mm-hmm. my, my kindergarten teacher is writing notes in my report card like, Oh, Nia needs to get tested for ADHD and da 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 da. Like, what? Crazy. Do you even know like the criteria for ADHD? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Just because she I heard talk the first a lot? Word and was like, right. right. Yeah, I'm like, just because I talk a lot in class, yeah. like, oh, I have ADHD. Yeah. And, you know, it was a white school. It was a private white school. Mm-hmm. And I was the only black kid in my class. So it's just, you know, yeah, that, that, that hit hard for me because I'm like, people try to do that to me. Mm-hmm. I see it in my work. Um, but yeah, like like you guys said, we need to see some action behind it. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you guys going to actually put in place to help people of color, to help black people, indigenous people, whoever they said in the um, apology. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But <laughs> um, I mean, it's just apology I'm, right And now. I'm curious, like, what, really what, what steps can they actually take? Like, what will they actually do? Like, I mean, that's why it's important for people question, like though. us to be involved mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. in those in those spaces in those There's rooms. Decision making, right? Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we can make sure that everything is culturally competent yep. for our clients. Yeah. Because if not, then it's going to be a lot of misdiagnosis, and then they're going to wonder why. Well, why why isn't this working? Why mm-hmm. isn't this treatment working? Well, because you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not assessing everything. You're just assuming. Yeah. So yeah, it's important for people like us to be in those places so that we can correct, we can right their wrongs. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, they should be right in their own wrongs, but we got to teach them. We got to help them, you right? Know, we got to teach help. them. Sheesh. Yeah. And they got to teach themselves, I think. Right. Because then that's you know expecting black folks to do labor, and we've already had to do labor for so right. long, and mm-hmm. that can turn into a whole another realm of exploitation. Mm. Man, and going back to Tawan's question, I feel like racial bias work is going to have to be the core at anything that they do mm-hmm. to then, you know, not pathologize black and brown kids. Right. Because if you're seeing a black or brown child through the lens of your biases, you are going to Man. be more prone to diagnose them with ADHD. Right. You're going to be more patient with the white kids because you see them as normal. As yeah. Yep. Whatever normal yep. is. Yeah. Yep. Whatever yep. normal is. Yeah, that's. I'm going to end it on that note. I appreciate <laughs> that. You know, I, I felt seen. You know, um, so now we're we're going to get into Let's Keep It Real. And um, it's February. 
and Valentine's Day is coming up. So sure I went on Instagram is. and I'm like, okay, what kind of relationship questions do you guys like? What do y'all want to know? And of course, the ladies flooded my my uh, Instagram story. I'm like, okay, okay. So we have Susan who is married. Okay, Ooh. y'all see that? Y'all see that rock? Ooh. It's been shining in my face. Now. <laughs> um, uh, uh, hood psychologist almost said you government, but <laughs> <laughs> so hood psychologist is in a long term relationship as well. And me, I'm I'm alone. It's okay. It's okay. I love myself though. Alone so, but not lonely. Right. Right, right. Okay. So we're just gonna get into some of the questions that you guys asked us on the Instagram page and just answer to the best of our ability. Um I might let hood psychologist answer some of them because I'm like I'm going to let you take this one because, you know, I'm single right now, but I do have a little bit of knowledge. Yeah. But, hey, um, hey, isn't that a statement within itself that majority of the questions came from women about relationships? Like, yeah. what's that saying about us fellas? Like, we don't. Nah, that's it's, a hard, it's a hard conversation for that us. Means y'all man. ain't doing something it's right. It's a hard conversation that's what that for mean us. right there. I got to help my brothers out. Yeah, help them. what's going on. Yeah, help them out. Help them out. <laughs> um, the first question that we have is. How do you know when you're ready for a relationship? I like how we both look at the <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm waiting. Like. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you what men should do. Okay. Before, before we step into a committed relationship, first we need to make sure we mature enough to commit, right? And I'm, I'm not even saying that the, the man is to blame but it's just the society we grew up in like we all our lives we see to sexualize women to you know treat them lesser than what than what they are to you but you have to be at a point in your life where you're like what happened to the music what happened to the beat it's there it's oh, okay. there don't do that yeah <laughs> yeah so, I'll transition yeah no but um no for real it's like you gotta be you gotta be ready to see your partner as equal equal to you like you can't go into your relationship thinking that you're over this person because that's not going to lead to a healthy relationship like you got to be able to respect the values that your partner is bringing into the relationship and not put your values over that person Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so that's how you know that you 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 gonna be ready for it but uh it's a lot easier to say than it is to do you know just because we 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 get we stuck in that man box right i've talked about this before right like all our lives we we were taught to be the rock to be the foundation to be solid people are supposed to follow us Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, the man is in charge and in lead so when we get into a relationship we look at the person that we with like shoot i'm Mm. I'm running you i'm running this you Mm. know your perspectives your input i'm i might hear you but i'm not gonna listen to it you know because the world has taught me that i'm i'm in control i'm in charge right we're not in we're not in charge we're not in charge yeah i mean for for myself i would say i know i'm still not ready for a relationship Mm -hmm. because I, I want to do more work on myself. Okay. So I was watching a, a like a play yesterday and they were talking about how people call their partners their better half. Mm. And it was like, well, it shouldn't be your better half. It should be two whole people mm-hmm. joining a relationship. Mm. Because if you lose that half, then what are you, a quarter? Like, mm. you know? Mm. <laughs> Wait, go off. <laughs> mm. You know, so when I was when I was listening to that, I was like, yeah. I need to focus on myself and make sure I'm a whole person before yeah. I jump into something mm-hmm. else. Yeah. And I've been single for about like two years, a year and a half. But I hear that, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that there's a lot of internal work that I need to do, a lot of personal development that I need to do. So I don't bring my insecurities from my past relationship in the next one. Mm-hmm. I don't want to bring that that trauma or that that drama (laughs) into my next relationship so just make sure that you're a whole person before Mm. you you know get into your relationship that would be my advice um (laughs) retweet Um, (laughs) no it's important you know i think when you're able to work through those insecurities and also your attachment to your parents if there were some attachment ruptures Mm -hmm. then you could really show up fully as yourself Mm -hmm. and not have the idea of like a soulmate next to you, somebody to complete you, but right. somebody to accompany you because you already hold yourself. Yeah. And when you can see yourself as an individual and your partner as an individual, then you're not wanting to control them. Mm. And you're able to walk together, you know, on that path of yeah. life. Right. Yeah. But I think control can be a really great 
barrier to having a really fruitful relationship. For real, for real. So back to what you're saying, a lot of trauma work, a lot of self-reflection. Right. You know? I go to therapy, you know. I'm getting it. I'm As getting it right. I'm getting it right. You know what I'm saying? I like I like um what you said about complimenting each other. It's not I don't need you to complete me. We just need a, we need to compliment each other right. in, in both of our completeness, right? Right. Yeah. I think that's what you know, when you at that point you can be like, All right, I'm ready to be with somebody else. Yeah. Right. But it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work being in a relationship. <sighs> ain't easy. Yeah, uh, exactly. uh, along along with control, you gotta understand that um you gotta understand it's gonna be you know tough times. Y'all gonna go through y'all battles and y'all right. relationships. But are you at a, at a are you at a mature enough point to where you can actually understand where yeah. someone else is coming from? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're not there, then you know whenever y'all relationship, whenever you get into an argument or anything, you ain't gonna be able to understand exactly what your partner is experiencing, mm-hmm. what your partner is feeling. Right. Because a lot of times. Um, we get stuck within ourselves. Like we only think about what we're experiencing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how this problem is pre- being presented to us. But mm-hmm. we don't take a second to say, okay, but how, how might my, my partner be thinking about this? Right. You know, what yeah. might be going through their head? What's, what's their emotions like right. around this issue? Yeah. I'm just thinking about myself. Right. Uh-huh. So I think in a relationship, you got to be able to, you know, understand your, your partner and be willing to understand your partner yeah. mm-hmm. in order for it to be healthy. It. Right. That, that, that's a good segue to my next question, which is how do you know, if your relationship is unhealthy and um mm, I'll, I'll go first on this one because my last relationship i always felt like i was giving more than the other person i never felt like it was 50 50 like mm-hmm. i i always you know we we lived an hour away from each other so I was always driving out there. I was always making plans. I was always, you know, choosing the dates. I'm always trying to do something nice for him. If he's, you know, tired or whatever, stressed out, like, oh, let me get this for him. Let me do this for him. Like, yeah. I literally overexerted myself yeah. for his happiness. Mm-hmm. And I never, ever thought about me. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, like, when I used to have to drive to his house, like, I'll be falling asleep. Like I used to have to call people because I'm like literally exhausted, but I'm driving still to him. trying to get there. Right, like I was in grad school, so I was in grad school full time. Mm-hmm. I had a part time job and I also had an internship. Oh, you so I was doing a lot. And then like if I got a free weekend, I'm driving an hour out of my way to mm-hmm. go see him, mm-hmm. and he barely you know came to see me. But I say all that to say is like if it's, it's unhealthy. If you're putting the other person before you all the time. Yeah. Like, sometimes you're going to have to choose yourself. Yeah. And, and the balance ain't really a balance. Right. And I, I think a lot of women, you know, fall in that category, what I was in, because they want to maintain, they want to keep their man so bad. But it's like, okay, what about you, girl? Mm-hmm. You got to take right, care right. of you first. Right. You can't take care of him if, you, if you're not right. Yeah. So I'm over here falling asleep. Like, I could have I could have crashed. Like, I could have... You know, something bad could have happened to me because I'm not taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. So um, that was how I, well, that was, let me, that was, let me that was the this. beginning of the end of our relationship me, when I started to realize that. Did you, did, did, at a point, did you ever feel like you was like taking care of him? Like he was, like he was Absolutely. under your care? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm never doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never doing yeah. that again. Well, I think that's common for a lot of women, mm-hmm. just the socializations of what it's like to be a caretaker. Yeah. And then even that can open up a whole different conversation to us like, okay, did your mom and dad, was that what their relationship was like? And is that what you're modeling your next relationship mm, after? Yeah. So sometimes it can be a transgenerational thing. Right. And I think a relationship can also be unhealthy. If you're feeling controlled, you can't really be your full self. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like you're saying, it's one-sided. Right. And you don't feel like you're being poured into as well. Or even if like you're talking to your friends about this person, mm-hmm. you constantly have to make excuses for them. Constantly hiding something. Ooh, I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Um, oh, HP, man. what you think? How do you know if your relationship is unhealthy? Communication. If yeah. y'all not communicating... The the most the most trouble you run into in relationships is not the things that y'all argue about. It's not the things that y'all always getting into it. It's those unspoken 
scars and unspoken damages that you go through and mm, you just you just sit yeah you right. just sit you just let them sit inside of you but you don't leave you don't leave your relationship because you're comfortable mm-hmm. but there's so many things that you're not addressing in your relationship mm-hmm. right and it's just eating you up inside and you just waking up every single day and you just you, you're never you're never voicing yourself you're never oh but it gets even deeper what if you do voice yourself and then your partner just oh okay and so what i don't yeah. care mm. you're not making me happy oh Mm, okay, and all then you like, yeah, you feel right. me? Like, all, I held this in for so long, and then once I finally express it, I know that it's not gonna go nowhere, yeah. right? That's that's a lot of unhealthy communication right there. You know, you can find mm. yourself in a really, really unhealthy relationship. That and the lack of empathy, I think, contributes for to that real. Because mm-hmm. you open your heart out to somebody and you're not taking it. Yep. You're not yeah. listening. Yep. That's and like you that's feel like, like hell no. Oh, right. That's right. like you send that long paragraph and you get the okay. Okay. <laughs> Right. All right. Yeah. And especially if you're feeling like you care so deeply yeah. about this person, yeah. how could they treat mm-hmm. me that way? Because mm-hmm. I felt that before. Like, if you told me something, like, I would really try to change. Yeah. I would really try to yeah. change my behavior. And the fact that you're just saying, okay, or, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Just, that, that, <laughs> that's just how I am. Oh, I've heard that before, and I hate that. But... Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to move to the next question, y'all. Because <laughs> we, I'm, I'm about to go Let's off. Keep it I'm real. About to go off. Real. You know what I'm saying? That comes up in friendships too. Oh what? Mm. On episode twelve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when we do the friendship episode, we, we no, will talk about real. that part. Yeah. Um, the next question says, "Do you believe in the saying right person, wrong time?" I do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely, I definitely would agree, uh, because we we meet people in different phases, different transitions, um, at different points in in our lives, and it's like if if I'm you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? If I had enough life experiences to where I really fully understand myself, mm-hmm. and that can look different for different people because we all got a different timeline right we mm-hmm. all got a different lifeline we've all experienced different things at different points in our lives right. you may have been exposed to more traumatic things when you were younger and i grew up privileged right mm-hmm. but we meet each other and we feel like we got this connection but our worlds just don't align right, right. because one of us don't really understand what's what what um really got us to this point to mm-hmm. where we met right mm-hmm. so it could be the right person for you it's just the wrong time because y'all haven't y'all haven't both got to that whole completeness of your mm-hmm. you know understanding yourself Right. And I, also, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Looking at it like practically, you mm-hmm. might have work, you might have school, you might have yeah. a whole bunch of things that are mm-hmm. keeping you busy, and you can't fully show up in your relationship. Yeah. But that might be the person for you, and it could be one of those things where you're like, okay, we know we have a connection. Mm-hmm. Maybe after we graduate, we'll see if things. Mm-hmm. You know, right. I'm getting it in right now. Yeah, I'm grinding right now. Right? Okay, yeah. so so I'm gonna play devil's advocate on mm-hmm. this. Why does the devil need an advocate? <laughs> Why do, do we? <laughs> Do we wait for that person? Oh, that's on. I almost said that's on you. (laughs) Because I I feel like I've been in that situation before where I feel a very deep connection with the person, and I'm just like, dang, why can't he get it right right Mm -hmm. now? Like, Mm -hmm. we, we, we go together. Like, we. You, we complement each other. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. We complement each other. It's a strong bond. It's a strong connection. Uh-huh. But he's, you know, we're both busy. Mm-hmm. We're both, you know, have we will have our own lives, separate lives. Yeah. yeah. And um, in the back of my head, sometimes I think, okay, maybe I'll just wait. But then I'm like, no, I want to live my life. Like, yep. I don't want to just sit around and be waiting because yep. what if I start dating somebody ding, ding, else? Ding, 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 and then you have that connection is strong. That's your, yeah. Right, worry. exactly. Because then I, I feel like in the past, it's bothered me because in the back of my head, I'm like, I don't get too close to the person I'm dating because I'm still thinking about this mm. other person. Because I know this is the real connection. This is the real connection that I want. But right now, I'm just trying to waste my time. So I'm going to date this guy. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's why I, I had to, you know, play devil's advocate. I'm like, do you wait or do you bounce? Dang. I think it depends on what you're doing if you wait, because that could be a period of grievance, you know. Like you right. said, you have somebody who you connected with. You still miss them, but you might not be ready for another relationship. Grieve that. Right. Process that out. Or you could wait if you want to, if you really ain't interested in dating nobody, but mm-hmm. it all depends on what you want to do and what you don't want to miss out on. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, see, y'all giving me therapy up in here. Oh, man. 
Okay, let me go to the the next question. Um, this co- question was submitted by a woman. So she said that does the man need to like the woman more than she likes him to make the relationship work? And I'm just gonna look over here. <laughs> and um, I found I found myself in that position when I read that question. I was like, dang, I'd be thinking. Like I thought back to my past relationships, the relationships, even the relationship that I'm in now. Like I, for a long time, I was like. I'm putting in so much effort to show that I like you, that I love you. I'm doing all of these extra sweet and nice things. And, and it's, um, I want you to, I want it to be something that the world sees that you actually can visualize. Like you can tell just by my actions that, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really Was that feeling. the way you show love or the way she wanted That's you to the, show yeah, love? There it go. That's well, the way I well, showed it. That's well. the way I showed it. Right. <laughs> I was like, I'm doing all this. And it's like the response I was getting wasn't the response that I wanted. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was like, and I was like, she's she's not doing the same thing. Like I'm doing all these actions and buying all these gifts, doing all these surprises, cute little thing. Come on, let's do this, let's do that. But I never took into account like her love language, like how, mm. how she expresses the fact that she loves me. My girl came left Vegas to move all the way to Kansas. Who goes from Vegas to Kansas? Party to cornfields. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. For me. And I didn't I didn't look at that as an act of love. I looked at that as like, oh well, we both went out there, you know, so you still need to do more. Oh, you know what I'm saying? No, no, no. For real, I'm being. I'm just yeah, keeping it real. Yeah. Like I really had that perspective at mm-hmm. the at the early stages of my relationship, even up until recently, like a couple months ago. I barely changed my my perspective. Um, but yeah, a lot of times uh, men can feel that way. But I don't think that's necessary for the relationship to work. You just got to understand how is my partner showing me this love? Right, right. You know? mm. right. Learn your love languages. For real. Like, right. what does it even mean to love somebody more than they love you? And does that feel like a one-sided relationship? Because if it does, then you might want to reevaluate, you know, mm-hmm. talk to your partner more, mm-hmm. communicate. Right. Yeah. I I feel like it's a misconception because people will say this. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, make sure the man loves you more and stuff. But like she said, you don't want it to be one-sided. Because I've been in the situation where I felt it was one-sided. Mm-hmm. I voiced my opinion. I said what it is that was bothering yeah. me and nothing changed. Yeah. So that's not a good feeling. It's not. That's not it's a not. good feeling when you're putting all your love and, and commitment and everything into this person. You're yeah. pouring into this person. You're not getting anything in return. And then you tell them. And, then, you and know, they still yeah. don't do anything. Or they do it for a little bit. Yeah. And then they just yeah. fall off. Yeah. That's not. Yeah. I, I, I don't I, I don't believe in that saying. No. Nah, and I would add, too, it's like um, even when you when you start to voice. You know, and start to tell the person, like, I'm doing all this. This is I'm showing you all this love. At, your your partner needs to say, well, that's not the way I exp- that's not the way I show love. Like, yeah, right. I can't, it's two to tango. For yeah, sure. I can't give that to you. Right. You know, that's not that's not who I am. You yeah. know, I show love in this way, right. and you got to understand yourself to be able to have that conversation. Yes. Like, yeah. how do I express love? You yeah, know, what right. do I do? And I think it's important to prepare yourself for that realization that your partner might not change. Mm-hmm. That might be who they are. Yep. What can you do with that? Do you yep. stay and try to fix them and try to change them? Or do you mm-hmm. say, okay, I know what I want and I'm going to go to that. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I will make a point that you can't change them. They got to want to change for you themselves. Change so you have to yep. make the decision. Are you going to sit there and deal with it? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to walk away from the relationship? So, yeah, you can't change. Mm. And it takes a lot of self-love to say, I can't change exactly. you, I don't want to, and I love exactly. myself. Exactly, because a lot of women will do that. Oh, well, he'll change, or I can make him. I... No, he ain't going to change. Yeah. He ain't going to change. He ain't going to change unless he wants to change. Doesn't matter how many times you bring it up, how you try to teach him, whatever it is, mm-hmm. he has to want it himself for yep. himself for that change to happen yeah. there's nothing you could do to make him change that's so that's so true that's so much fact right. and it's hitting home because even even myself i was in that predicament like i wanted to change my girl so bad mm-hmm. i left i left her because i she wouldn't change she wouldn't do she wouldn't act how i wanted to act right and the only way our relationship repaired and got restored mm-hmm. is because i changed Mm. Wow. I, it was me that needed to change it because right. I was putting the change. She wasn't asking me to do nothing different. Wow. You, you know just, what I'm saying? She, she was not asking me to do anything different. I was mm. telling her, you need to yes. do this, you need to do yes. that, you need to yes. woo, 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 woo. Because when you're attempting to change somebody, you're really trying to control a part of you that yes. feels insecure. Yes. I was just about to touch Ooh. on that. That's fact. Okay, let's, let's go. Let's go. Wait, <laughs> I want to know more about that. When you try to change a person, 
You said you're it. trying to control a part of yourself that feels insecure. Mm-hmm. Oh. There's something about you that you're not okay with, so it's sort of like projecting that outward. Like, yep. okay, I need to fix you and control you and make mm-hmm. you the way I want you to be. Mm-hmm. But when you mm-hmm. can look deep inside yep. and uncover that, yep. and it's hard, it's not easy to it name ain't. all those fears. Right. It's not. Then you feel a sense of freedom. You see your partner as autonomous because you feel autonomous and yep. secure with yourself more right. than you were before. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And I I watch a lot of like ro- romance movies mm-hmm. and I don't know if it was like Tyler Perry or something, but they were talking about marriage and stuff and the person asked the other character like if your partner never changed and just stayed the way they are right now, like would you be able to live with that? Mm-hmm. Not with their potential of what they can be, but, but what they are, they are like right, right now. now. Yeah. If you don't think you could be with that person, then don't marry them. Mm-hmm. Don't think about the potential. Like, what if they never change from today, right now, yeah. how they are? Yeah. You got to think about that. And, I mean, you could think about that in relationships, too. Like, mm-hmm. don't think about, oh, well, he has potential or he's going to be this or whatever. Because mm-hmm. I didn't make that mistake. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, he has so much potential. He's going to be this. He's gonna... Especially in college, nobody has their career yet. Everybody's at the same level, right? Uh-huh. So you're thinking like, oh, he's this major, so he's going to be this. Like, he's going to make a good husband. Da-da-da-da. What if he never, you know. Right. What if he don't want to get married? Right. What if he doesn't mm-hmm. want to get married? What if he never makes it to that point? Are yep. you still going to be down for that person? Yep. Yep. And I think that everybody should ask, themse- ask themselves that before they enter into any new relationship or commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Segway. What is more important love or commitment both in my opinion but go ahead no i'll say both i'll say both um hmm let me reevaluate it now now. (laughs) because no go ahead go ahead oh that was me oh that was you but um i was saying i feel like love is easy like it's easy to fall in love Mm -hmm. but it's hard to stay committed because you have to think about it in a long-term relationship or in a marriage there's going to be times where you don't like the person Mm -hmm. and you have that commitment is going to keep you there yeah Mm -hmm. right even though you may love them that don't mean you like them all the time Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i mean i wouldn't say that love or commitment which one is more important than the other because i feel like love is just easier to do like you spend time with a lot of uh, you spend a lot of time with the person that you like and eventually you start loving them you know Mm -hmm. it's not like a science to it really but commitment that's that takes work it takes work it takes work and i think some people have like different ideas of love a lot Mm -hmm. of people see it as this fantasy land like Mm -hmm. oh it's gonna be so perfect Mm -hmm. girl that's unrealistic right you said you're not gonna like your partner all the time right i've been with my husband for almost seven years now We've been married for almost one mm. anniversary coming up. Okay, but like there are some times where we don't go to argue. maestros. We didn't like each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But we loved each other enough, and we're committed enough to say, okay, how can we work together and come to a repair? Because mm-hmm. we're a unit. Yeah, and yeah. it's okay to not be okay all the time mm-hmm. in the context of a relationship. Now that's facts. That's why. That's why I kind of retracted my statement because I feel like. All right, you in love, right? But then you got those aspects like y'all talked about that you don't like. There's certain times when you don't like that person. Your your the strength of your love is what's gonna keep you committed. Because mm. if I'm saying I'm in love with you, but right now it's some things you're doing that I'm not I'm not liking. Temptation is right there knocking at the door to go mm. find go get what you like. Mm. Go go that find what you that. like in, in someone else. But I only need that person for what I like because I'm still in love with my partner. You know mm. what I'm saying? That's a, that's that's the thought process mm-hmm. that goes behind it. I think that goes behind cheating. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm in love right here. I'm in love right here. But she's just not doing X. She's not doing this. She's not doing that. I don't mm-hmm. really like this about her. I don't really like that about her. So let me go and get right. what I like. You know, let me go get my needs met. Let me go get my uh-huh. values fulfilled. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? So commitment, it, it, it really is um, something that you got. It's a muscle you got to build. Like, you got to really be able to say, uh, you got to really be able to, teach yourself and hone in in yourself that yeah. I'm, I'm committed to this person. I, I'm in love with this person. Mm-hmm. I may, temptation may be telling me to go and deal with this other girl, deal with this other guy or whatever, but why would I do that to the person that I'm in love with? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
It looked like you were going to say something. Well, yeah, because <laughs> he said uh, he talked about cheating, and mm-hmm. this is not on here, but I want to know because a lot of guys will say that even though they cheated, they're, they still love mm-hmm. their partner. Mm-hmm. So in, in that instance, I'm thinking, well, then commitment is more important than love because it's yeah, like if you just it. Yeah, yeah, if you just if you just love me. That's not enough to keep you from cheating, though. It ain't. Yeah, you know, a choice. Yep. I hear that. Right. Yeah. So it's just interesting how, that he mentioned cheating because it like it was like a light bulb went off in my head. Mm. I'm like, because I always hear that. Oh, I love you, baby. Still, like, don't leave. <laughs> yeah. da, 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 yeah. da. Um, I wonder. Just this is just another question. Do you feel like it's different for women who cheat versus like men who cheat? What do you mean by that? So I'm thinking about like how. Well, they say, I, I don't know if this is a proven fact, but like when men cheat, there's no emotional mm-hmm. connection so to tired. the person. Yeah. Um, so that's why they're able to still love their partner, but still go out and cheat mm-hmm. um, for their, you know, sexual desires, whatever it be. Yeah. But a lot of people say that women cheat for emotional reasons. Hmm. So I'm like, okay. So does that mean the woman's not in love anymore when she cheats? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I want, I just. Yeah. Wanted to get y'all perspective on that because we always talk about men cheating. We always talk about men cheating. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. It ain't as sorry. As but you know. I just wanted to like throw a curveball in there, like For about sure. about women cheating. Do you guys think that when a woman cheats, that she's still in love? Uh, possibly. Yeah. Like there yeah. are a lot of reasons why everybody cheats. I feel like. Right. Mm-hmm. I think some people are just like. I'm not getting a need met like y'all were talking mm-hmm. about. Right. I'm not getting an emotional need met. So naturally, as a human being, you're going to try to find that elsewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I think in society, a lot of women get heat for cheating because of mm-hmm. this idea that you're supposed to be committed. Yeah. And it's okay for a man to cheat because they don't fuck anybody anyway or whatever yeah. the notion will be. Yeah. That's yeah. facts. That's facts. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to the next question, which is, how do you know? When you have found the one, and is there really such a thing as a soulmate? Um, I think the soulmate um, aspect of that question just touches on your like spirituality, ideology. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I believe in soulmates. Uh, I think that me and my girl are soulmates. You know, shout out to you, baby, for watching. <laughs> I don't think she'll be watching the full episode. I'm like, yeah, check it out. Yeah, I've seen it. Well, you're going to know now because if she sees this. <laughs> no, but, yeah, I think it just it just depends on, like, your 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 level of spirituality and how much you think, you know, um, universal connections are real and mm-hmm. energetic connections are real. Mm-hmm. I think it's real, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to ask Susan because she's the one that has found the one. The one. So. <laughs> I think soulmates are real. And there's been research that's been done on it that shows they are real. Mm-hmm. But there are different kind of soulmates that you might come across. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like my husband, I feel, is my soulmate. But I also got certain friends who I feel like are my soulmates. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there are some things I can get from my friends and I can't get from my husband. And that's okay. Because mm-hmm. okay. we're, like, unique people. We're so complex. Yeah. We can't ever have just one person, one person. who's yep. going to meet all of our needs. Yep. That is unrealistic. Yep. And yep. that can lead to a lot of problems in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you say the question again? Um... <laughs> How do you know if you found the one, and is there really such a thing as a soulmate? So you already yeah. answered the second half. So yeah, how you know you found the one? Dang, I'll just speak on my experience. Yeah, when I knew I could be my full self, like yeah, inner child type stuff, yeah. I can do whatever mm-hmm. and be accepted by my partner, mm-hmm. not judge, not criticize, no contempt, or even if it does come up, we can communicate that. And we really wanted to hear and understand each other. That's when I knew I found the one. And it felt like home base. I really pay attention to what my body feels like Mm -hmm. in certain spaces. Mm. And if I feel anxious for whatever reason about a certain person, I'm going to tap into why. Maybe that person is not for me. Mm -hmm. Ooh. That could get deep, but... (laughs) But but I've had that conversation with my therapist. Like, a lot of men make me feel either anxious or annoyed. And I'm, like, trying to figure out why. Mm -hmm. Um, But... That that the thing that you mentioned was you listen to your body, and I think people don't listen to people don't people don't pay attention to red flags. Mm. I'm guilty of this. I'm talking about me. When I say people, I always do that. I'd be like people this and people that. That's real. That's no, real. Nia, Nia did this. Okay, <laughs> so 
yeah, I think that's an important part of it. Pay attention to your body. Pay attention to how you're feeling around that person mm-hmm. because your body is trying to talk to you. Your mm-hmm. body is trying to tell you something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel that some me, I'll, I'll say, why do I keep saying some people? <laughs> what What happened with me before, it's like I was so desperate for a, a companion that I ignored those feelings. I ignored those okay. feelings of anxiety. I ignored those feelings in my stomach. Like, mm-hmm. like in the back of my head, I'm like, yeah, come on. You know this dude ain't, yeah. you know, yeah. he, he ain't shit. Uh-huh. Why, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? But it's just like, oh, I just want to, I just want to feel loved. I just want to mm-hmm. feel like somebody likes me. Yeah. So I stay in the situation and then I end up resenting the person. Mm-hmm. I want to feel like the person that I like likes me. Not somebody. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I want to feel like the person I like likes me. Yeah. But then I end up resenting the person they're not liking them. And then I get mad at them and I'm thinking like, no, this is your fault, girl. <laughs> <laughs> this is your fault. You seen the signs. Yeah. Why, why did you keep going back? Uh-huh. Why did you keep texting first? Mm-hmm. Why did you keep showing up to his house? Like, mm-hmm. just don't do it. I don't think it was fully your fault, though. It's, I know. It okay. Two to okay. Two, <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah, it was their fault, too. <laughs> boom, he's yep. seen you doing that and did not say, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't take advantage of this person. Mm. For whatever reason, right. some things came up. It's not all you. Yeah. I think, and I think how you know you found the one is just how natural it is. Like, like not you were saying, forced, you can be that, yeah. yeah, you can be that inner not child. Forced. Like, you know, y'all laughing together effortlessly. You're not putting too much effort. Yeah. Like, I feel like when me and my girl, like, first got together, it was just like, you know, it was like an effortless connection. I wasn't mm-hmm. really trying to prove anything or like mm-hmm. be this special guy. I was mm-hmm. just being myself and she just, you know, yeah. fell in love with it. And she was being herself and yeah. I fell in love with it, you know, mm-hmm. so. Just how natural and how real it is, you know. Okay. Um, the next question says, do women and men view relationships and love the same? I don't know. Yeah. That's that's a hard, like, that's a blanket, like, mm-hmm. question. question. Yes, it's, it's too broad. Yeah, because, yeah, like, you got different type of men. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, because it, 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 it just categorizes men and women in the same. and It, it, it doesn't make it seem like there's a spectrum of different personalities between right, men right. and women. Like, right. We yeah. all got one personality. So. Right. Yeah. I, I would say <laughs> just for me personally, um, I feel like girls are kind of taught from a young age that love and like relationships, like that should be your goal. Mm. Like, mm. Oh, it's a fantasy. Land. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, you're going to get married and then you're going to yeah. like, don't they, be too big. You want to make your relationship comfortable. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like I, I remember being in like middle school or or elementary school. Like, oh, I can't wait till I get a boyfriend. I can't wait. And like, you know, they encourage us. They give us the Ken doll and the Barbie doll. Yeah. You know, like yeah. they they kind of prepare us so that all that we want growing up is like attention from men. Right, right. And um, I don't feel like that's right. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you know, if I if I get blessed to have a daughter, I can teach her, you know, the right way instead of always like, oh, I need to have a boyfriend. I need to have a yep. man. Da, 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 da. Yep. And I'll say from my perspective, like they always taught men mm-hmm. like, you know, just to do what they want, mm-hmm. you know, date around like you young man. Yep. You, you could do yep. you could date multiple women at the same time. Like they don't condemn women for. Um, I mean, they don't condemn men for like sleeping around, mm-hmm. but like women, it's like, no, you're supposed to be with one man at a time. Yeah. You can't have yeah. this many bodies. Yeah. You can't have yeah. this. If da, da, da. you embrace your sexuality, you're a hoe. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And, so yeah, I, that's a whole different story. Right. <laughs> no, nah, but I, I think you touching on a really good point because I'm just thinking back from on the opposite end of, you know, y'all, women as a child, you learn, oh, I'm supposed to be married. I'm supposed to find the one. But I was just thinking back like, like the cartoons I watched and the Disney Channel mm-hmm. and movies, you always see the man coming to save the princess or something, right? Yeah. right. So think yeah. about as a kid processing that. It's like, yeah, like I'm supposed to save women. Uh-huh. You know, mm. I, I gotta find the woman that I'm gonna swoop off her feet. Boom. Right? Why she ain't on her feet walking already? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we, I, we, <laughs> I'm yeah, saying in society to aspire to marriage for real. Like <laughs> yeah. be successful, but not too successful. Come on, right? So, like society really puts yep. message. The media really puts messages in yes. our head at a young age, mm-hmm. and if we don't um, have interventions at an early age in our life, we, yeah. we'll fall victim to you know believing the stereotypical ideology. Yeah. Right. And then, and then we grow up 
And if we don't have that relationship or don't have that love, we feel like something's wrong with us. And yeah, that that sucks because it's like nothing's wrong with us. It's just not everybody wants to be in a relationship mm-hmm. all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. And some people just really want to be single and enjoy, mm-hmm. you know, and their time. Okay. Right, and that's okay. Um, that doesn't mean that you're not lovable or you're not ever going to get married or whatever it mm-hmm. is. So also, too, I think as far as, like, marriage, and that was another question that somebody asked, like, do couples still aspire? Like, is marriage the top level of commitment for couples still, like, today? And um, I was just thinking about that and how our generation, I, I feel like a lot of women my age are still like, oh, I still want to get married. But, like, a lot of men are like, I mean, mm-hmm. if it happens, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm not pressed, you know. So it's just interesting. It's, it seems like, to me, that men and women do view love and relationships differently to me but that's my opinion i'm not saying that everybody there's always you know those men that are looking for a wife and you know intentionally dating so yeah that makes a lot of sense because of our socialization right Right. that's what i would say i would actually say of course to that question because we we view in the world we experience in the world in two different fashions right Mm -hmm. so we can't have the same viewpoint on a relationship right that makes sense yeah, yeah makes probably not yeah we're probably not <laughs> yeah, gonna have doing the same thing we're probably and, and there's so much gray to it though yeah mm-hmm. like you were saying right. there are some guys who do like to show up more mm-hmm. attuned to their emotions yeah mm-hmm. and yeah. Uh, don't fit in that binary right so last question should exes still be cool after a relationship Woo. Yeah, what's cool? (laughs) No, I'm saying what's cool. Oh, yeah, what's cool? How do you define that? Hi, hey, oh, I see you at the grocery store. Hello, or I'm. Well, we can go to dinner. They're saying like, I think they're saying like a friendship. Like, should they still be friends after kicking and hanging out? I think that's a conversation to talk with your partner about. Right. Yeah. For me, I'm gonna say nah. Not in, not. In, well, I said no. Yeah, I'm gonna say nah. Wait, wait. Why? Why though? Why I'm though? Say nah because, why no? Because um, I understand that at one point, like y'all had the same, not necessarily the same connection that we had, mm-hmm. but it's a possibility that that could rekindle. What if that's your friend, right? And you're mm-hmm. supposed to be able to call on your friends, and mm-hmm. we get into it in our relationship. Who you calling on? The dude that you was with before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if that happens, I think that's tying to the relationship. And as difficult as mm-hmm. it can be, it's difficult. Yeah. What would your life look like without your partner? Mm. If that were to happen, how could you prepare yourself to be able to be okay going back to what it's like to be by yourself yep. and to that's love facts. yourself? It will not be easy. And Mm-mm. at the same time, Mm-mm. if that can happen, that's a conversation that needs to be held with you and your partner. Yep. Okay. Yep. So what if you're not in a relationship? Can you still be friends with your exes? I think people get to define that for themselves. Okay. Okay. I I will say for me personally, um, it depends on the situation and how the situation ended. There there are exes of mine that I'm still cool with to this day. And, you know, we can have normal conversations. It's not Mm -hmm. weird. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I I see you doing good. Like, oh, yeah, I see you too. Like, you know, sometimes we'll hang out like maybe once or twice, but not like consistently. Mm -hmm. And, um... My most recent ex, I don't talk to him at all. About to burn that bridge. I, I had to, I had to completely. It was a very traumatic breakup. Mm-hmm. I had to completely like cut him off because it's like I need to heal. Yeah, and I cannot heal with the the reminder of you mm-hmm. in my face all the time. Mm-hmm. So. To answer this question, I would say it depends on how the relationship ended, and it depends on the person. Yeah. Because like like um, HP was saying, you shouldn't really be like talking to your ex about problems that in your new mm, relationship. Yes. That just respects the boundaries. Of right. The relationship. Yeah. Because uh, then it, it kind of yeah. makes me think like, OK, so you're not really over this person then. Yeah. You're still relying yeah. on them for emotional support. That's not cool. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it, it, de- uh, it depends on the definition of cool mm-hmm. and it depends on the person. And the level of friendship, too. You know, right. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, what level of friendship are we talking? Are we talking about some somebody you can call on whenever you need them? Or are you talking uh-huh. about somebody that's just like, hey, what's up? Like, how you right. doing? Right. Like, you if know? you see them, you say, hey, yeah. but like, you're you not know? texting them and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Cordial and being friends is two different things. That's so, true. keep that in mind. That's true. And um, also keep your current relationship in mind. Mm-hmm. Be mindful of what's going to 
what seems inappropriate and what's not inappropriate. Um, but I'm going to just throw a little curveball in here. You know, I said last question, but I got one more question. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was kind of funny because somebody said, if the sex is trash in the uh, beginning of the relationship, throw the whole relationship. No. <laughs> throw it away. Can it be no fixed? Way. Can we salvage this relationship throw if the sex is trash? And wow. HP, I want you to answer that one. You know what? I think that question is really asking: Are you like? Do you care? Do you care about my needs being met? Do you care about my the level of satisfaction that I'm saying that mm-hmm. I need from sex? Mm-hmm. And if you're just telling me nah, then yeah, it's a problem. You know, right. if you if you if you just or, or if you're telling me I can't perform, I can't do this for you, then you know you just gotta accept that. But if you're telling me like I hear you, I hear you keep complaining about the same thing, but I don't care. Mm. You know? I really don't care that you, mm. your sexual needs aren't being met. I don't care. Yeah. That's right. what I, that's what I view it as. Mm. You know, so so it depends on. If they physically cannot do yeah, it, if you or if they just don't yeah, care. Yeah, like if I physically learn. can't just give you what you're asking, then I just, I, I can't. Like, right, I yeah. You know, I don't know what you want me to do. But if right. it's like, say, you, uh, we talking about like oral sex, and the girl's saying, you ain't giving me enough oral sex. Right, right. Uh-huh. And then I'm just like, I'm not doing that. Right, I don't do that. That's <laughs> something you can actually yeah. change. You know, right. I'm not doing exactly. that. That's something that you can, if my spouse is saying, this is something that I need, and yeah. I'm saying, okay, I need to say, I need to then say, okay, my spouse is bringing a need to me. Yeah. Is this a need that I can address? Yeah. If it's a yes, then why wouldn't you do that for the person that you love? You know, right. that's how I view it. I think everybody should have more sex. Okay. Oh, no, she said, okay, that's- sex is so important, you know, mm-hmm. you're sexual beings. And if you're comfortable being non-monogamous, too, I think you can have that conversation with your partner. Mm-hmm. If they cannot physically give you what you need, then how can we get what we need and still be a unit? Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. And <laughs> I know the person who asks this, so it's just, <laughs> it's funny, but um, I, I agree with what HP is saying. Like, is there a difference? Like, is he just not trying to try to learn your body and learn mm-hmm. what, what your needs are or he physically can't do it. Yep. And if he physically can't do it, are you willing to deal with that? Mm-hmm. Are you willing to deal with that? Because if, like she said, everybody should have more sex. Sex is very important mm-hmm. in a relationship. If that's really important in, in the relationship, you have to evaluate, like, am I going to deal with this or am I going to find this with somebody else? Mm-hmm. Um but I would Ooh. say the, the most important thing is to, is to address it. Right, you know, don't definitely. Just, don't just not definitely. say nothing about it. Don't you know? do that. That's mean. That's mean. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. She said that's, that's mean. Yeah, I'm just thinking like, if you're having sex with somebody and then you're like, oh, you're not enjoying this is trash, man. This is trash. Then you go tell your girlfriend, oh, yeah. he did this, this, and this. But then right. you don't tell him what mm-hmm. he did wrong. Mm-hmm. And then like... You just stop talking to him or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Like that's that's kind of messed up. Yeah, we, we, we take a lot of L's in our life, but right. if if you don't if yo if you don't get the opportunity to turn your L into a lesson, then how could you blame that person for losing? Right. right. Okay. Mm, okay. I, I like that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, thank you, Susan, for joining us today. I really enjoyed our discussion, and thank you to the listeners who submitted all of the questions. I, questions. I didn't get to get to all of them but you know i appreciate i appreciate and support i mean thank you guys for your support um susan do you have any like social media or anything that you want people to follow you on no i'm kidding y'all can follow me at um kinetic two underscores therapy and that's it that's all nice all right well thank you guys for tuning in and make sure that you follow us subscribe to our page subscribe to um our youtube page our podcast page leave a comment um we appreciate all your support we just passed 600 listeners so i'm really yeah yeah, i'm really excited about that i can't wait for this content to get to y'all but um thank you guys thank you thank both of you guys (laughs) and thank the listeners too Hey, y'all keep the love and the peace. We'll see what's good with y'all next week. Okay.